Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One alive, one dead, one fictional. It's up to you who you choose. You pick them all. It's up to you who you choose. You pick them all. Who you having? Make it who you wish. This is your dinner party, and it's your guest list. Hello, and welcome to episode 15 of Guest List with Jake Lambert, the podcast reminds you comedians to find out who would be their perfect dinner party guests. But they can only pick three. One has to be alive, one has to be dead, and one has to be fictional. This week, we are joined by Josh Pugh. Um, excellent guest, excellent choices. Just to say, um, it's been brought to my attention this week that iTunes has different uh, reviews of sections depending on the country you're in. So thanks to people who have reviewed the podcast in other countries that I can't see. Um, and thanks to uh, Claire in Australia for pointing that out to me. Um, and if you haven't uh, left a review yet, please feel free to. It is really appreciated. It does make a difference, and if not, if you could share it, tell a friend, anything. But also, of course, just thanks for downloading, wherever you are. I can see that I have a fair few listeners in actually some pretty cool places, uh, including got like the Philippines, Switzerland, Austria, Hungary, India. Um, and also there's a country, which I hope I pronounced this right, Kyrgyzstan? It's K-Y-R-G-Y-Z-S-T-A-N. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Um, I guess I don't know if I got it right or not, if the amount of listeners from there suddenly drops off. In fact, if you're from there and you wish to get in touch to tell me how to pronounce it correctly, then please feel free to email me at guestlistwithjake at gmail.com. But wherever you are, thank you so much for downloading. This is such a good episode. Um, Josh, as you'll hear, is very funny. He's very, uh, very interesting. Um, he's great to gig with him, he's great to chat to. Um, I will be speaking to you halfway through this episode for reasons that will become clear, but for now, please enjoy my conversation with Josh Pugh. Um, have you got many gigs coming back in? I have, mate, actually. My diary's decent, to be fair. I emailed, yeah, I emailed a few, um, look clubs and whatever who we usually work for and just said you know these are my availability and then sent my entire empty calendar over <laughs> and um yeah it's, it looks all right mate fingers crossed it'll be should be okay what about yourself you imagine you'd be pretty busy joke yeah i'll go back on my first one's may the first because there was a bit of confusion wasn't there because i spoke to i was with sean Morse the other day and i was going to meet him before he went and did a gig in kingston and he said, yeah, I've got one tonight. And it was the day that the pubs opened. Mm. And I said, I don't think that's 
the case. And then a few gigs were pulled that week. I think people misunderstood. And then yesterday I saw on Facebook, somebody posted a picture of a gig happening outside. And then it was uh, Spiky Mike, who's a promoter for anyone listening. He, uh, he commented on Nathan and said, this, is, this isn't legal. <laughs> <laughs> people... <laughs> Yeah, I uh, when I say I'm busy, I'm busy from like June. I haven't really got any uh, outdoor. I think I think promoters are thinking, look, let's let's get this guy indoors. Do you know what I mean? Let's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think people walking past and like, if they're getting my stuff for free, it just feels <laughs> feels unfair. It's, do you know what I mean? it's not fair for the audience. Don't get to see you blow the roof off if it's already off. This is what I'm thinking. But now I'm looking forward to it. Man. I've got. Um, <laughs> I think I've got loads of new stuff, but you don't know, do you, until you try it. And then I've, because mm. I write a lot anyway, I, um, I've forgotten the stuff I've written in the earlier lockdowns. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I might as well not have bothered. I might as well just started thinking about it now. <laughs> that's that's the way to it. Uh, that's the way to think about it, I reckon. It's almost like just smashing your first open spot and then going, probably shouldn't have done the open mic circuit. <laughs> but um, I know what you mean. I've, because I, I, I wrote like a brand new 20, which I performed once before the first ever lockdown. I like worked on it. I was on tour with Kerry Godleman and I thought, this is what I'll do. I'll like keep doing new material every night and I'll write a new 20 and then hopefully have like 40 before Edinburgh. Hopefully have an hour before Edinburgh, but I mean way before. Mm. But then I did it once and it was so dated straight away that I just thought, yeah. oh, I can never do that stuff again. That was like, I just did that for a gig. Yeah, I did yeah. what people think we do, which is a brand new 20 minutes every night. But it it's a good feeling when that stuff works, isn't it? You, you oh my god, you yeah. Like, oh, this is easy to me. I can do. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it should be. Um, it should. But I find when I write stuff, I don't know. If this is a comedy podcast, but I, I find it all kind of fits in with what I already talk about. Well, I guess it, it should do, really, shouldn't it? Especially as you go on more and more, because it should just be you what you're thinking. I guess. So that's yeah, good yeah, that you all keep into a time because I think you, I don't know if you were the same as me because it was sort of very one linery when I first started, so it it meant that they were all just sort of separate. I could sort of contradict myself, mm. I could just say anything because it was separate jokes. But now I found that actually I've maybe it's just sort of an age thing. I've actually got opinions which I don't think I ever really had before. I was just even yeah. though a lot of my opinions are I'm indifferent to this, yeah, <laughs> but that well, is my opinion and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, a lot of my opinions seem to be, I can't be bothered to engage with this particular subject, so I'll just be flippant about it. Yeah, exactly, because I've realised that actually I'm not going to be some hard-hitting political satire, but I will, if if I belittle it, that's because that's how I think about it. Yeah. When everyone's getting really mad about something, and I'm just like, just honestly, you all need to just... You, I know it's such a cliche thing to say on Twitter now, but I read everything and just go, you just put your phone down. You're, you're going mad. And also, yeah. nobody cares about anything as much as they pretend they care on social media. Oh, no. Agreed. Because it's it's like anything else. You have to... Unless you've got an extreme opinion about something, there's no point in posting it. You can't yeah. be like, oh, I don't know, baked beans are okay. You've either got baked beans are the worst thing ever, and if anyone likes them as a loser, or the best thing ever under it. You've got to, that's just, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's the nature of it, I think. But yeah, I guess the thing is, audiences are going to be so happy to be out, and a lot of audiences that go along, I think, will be proper comedy fans. So I think we'll be allowed to be doing new ish stuff. 
And especially in those early days, do you know what I mean? People are into the gym, have gone back to the gym now. Mm. People yeah. are into the pub, have gone back to the pub now. So people go back to comedy first. Mm. Like no one's real. There's no co- casual comedy fans going, I can't wait for just a tonic Nottingham to open. <laughs> I mean, it's the people that are really into comedy that will go first. Exactly, yeah. You'll get a good bunch. Like I'm doing quite a few of the, I've got the Glees, I think, in June. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking that will be a lovely audience because that's going to be people that just want to go to comedy. Otherwise, if they can, they're just going to want to be out getting drunk somewhere else if that's what they're into. Yeah, because it's also the Euros, isn't it? It's also the European Championship. Oh, yeah. Yeah, annoyingly, I've, I'm doing, supposed to be doing Cambridge Comedy Festival on the night of the final. So... I- I, I don't think you'll get called up, mate, at this point. I think you would have heard by now. I think you'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I've, I've been very mindful of them days. I've done that in the past, like booked. And gigging on England games is, is the worst because one, you want to watch the game. Mm. Two, either nobody turns up or people that do turn up have been out and they're in enchanting mode. Imagine doing like Glasgow Rotunda on the night of England and Scotland play each other. I I would I think that is a sort of thing where you would have to I reckon go onto stage in a full kit. <laughs> There's no point in hiding it. You might as well just go. Look, this is who I am. That's who you are. And I I think maybe you'd get, you'd either get bottled or respect. The legend would be yeah. respect. The truth would be it would be horrific. Yeah, even even so. even the ambulance that turn up will go. No, he clearly deserved it. And then they go, and why is he wearing the England away kit? And they go, no, it was the home kit. That's how badly injured he is. <laughs> but I know. But I'm like, that's a story I'd love to tell. But I know in reality, I just would have gone on and fumbled through my my usual pre prepared set, and <laughs> hope that nobody noticed. <laughs> I heard I heard this I heard this story. Once, I don't know if it's true about um, a, this comedian dressing up as a bouncer. And I'm not sure where it is. It might have been, I'm not sure if it's in America or Dublin, or I don't know where it was. But they're a comedian dressed as a bouncer. And then the MC would make out that the middle act hadn't turned up. Right. The bouncer would like shouting, like, give me a shot, boss. I'm ready and all this. <laughs> and he'd come on and I'd I'll make you do all right. Do you know what I mean? That'd be a good thing for Emmanuel Sanubi to do. Yeah. You know, anyone could do it, but I, 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 Emmanuel Snoopy, anyone listening, is like six foot five, massive guy. If it was me and Just pretend to be the bouncer, we'd have to be, we'd have to pretend we were washing glasses behind the bar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pot wash. <laughs> just go on your merry golds. All the MC forgets. You just have to do a full shift in the kitchens. <laughs> well, was, I thought you were doing the armor. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the classic thing you know like when someone like, does a prank where they have to hide and whilst they're hiding the people come into the room and there's something really bad's happened and they're hiding like I can't I can't jump out now it's like um, it's like watching it, it it's like um, David Brent when he's dressed as the the thing <laughs> in the corner. yeah just the hammer he stands up <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, you used to have a story about that, which I told, which was a prank me and my friends did, where we were going to jump out on him, but you brought a girl back. <laughs> it's all, never hide. <laughs> right, that's the uh, the uh, what what we call the at the top chat. <laughs> well, I've done car shares with people where they haven't asked me a single question about me or who I am or my life, 
They've just rattled, they've just launched into oh. a war about their career. And oh, what, god, and it's like, let give me the opportunity to do that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll do it on the way back, shall I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are some comedians that I have pulled out of gigs because I didn't want to have to be driving with them. Wow. I was I was expecting it was going to be me and a couple of podcasts having a lovely time. And then they go, could you give him a lift? I actually can't do the gig. I just remembered I've got a, a thing. Uh, my car's actually exploded actually this morning. <laughs> I should have said, I was hoping it would be fixed in time, but I don't think it's going to be, so... I had to just say it now after you've sent that message. <laughs> also, I do have to say it, comedians taking gigs and then having realising they've got no way of getting there, don't take the gig then. Oh, it's like anything. You wouldn't take a job you couldn't get to. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It, it's, just, it's just basically the same as me just, just, just applying to be a pilot and then going, have you flown before? Nah, but I just sort of, someone else could sit next to me and just sort of like teach me how to do it and then take me there and back. It'd be great. <laughs> I mean, it's not that extreme, but for comedic effect, we'll go with it. Yeah, it's like it's like um, taking a job as a pilot and then Facebook messaging one of the passengers saying, "I see you're going to Lanzarote on Tuesday. Happy to go halve some baggage." <laughs> oh, I've had some, I've had some shockers. I, I won't name them, but I've had some absolute shockers, which I, I, I vowed then to never take anybody unless it's somebody I'm already friends with or that I think I can be friends with. Yeah, and so you know, it's how they it's about four people, go, isn't it? It's how you, it's how they, it's not yeah. anything in life, isn't it? It's how they ask, isn't it? And yeah, exactly. I mean, I've had, I've been at a festival about to leave, and somebody saying, "Can you give me a lift back?" And then find out they're not on stage for another two hours, and then that they were going to Edinburgh the next day. So they had all their Edinburgh stuff with them. They had no chance of getting back anyway if it wasn't for somebody giving them a ride. In the end, their stuff was so heavy. My car, the bottom of it, because we had other people I was taking home, the bottom of the car was touching the floor. I said, I can't have your stuff in the car. It's too heavy. He refused to get out. So the other comedian I was really going to take just said, don't worry, Jake, I'll find another way. He just obviously didn't want to be around him anymore. He got out and left. Wow. And I had to drive this guy back. He, we then got back so late, he couldn't make his train. He had to sleep on my floor, my living room. That's crazy. That's horrific. I, I, yeah, horrific. I had a spare room, but I kept the door shut and told him but- it was covered. Only, only certain kind of people could do that. Like, I, I, we could never live like that because it'd be too stressful to us. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we could have that. I'm going to put this on somebody in a minute, and they're going to feel really awkward. We could yeah. walk around where some people could, and he, he probably can't even remember that now. If you asked him, uh, what would you call that? Sociopath. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's just no. In fact, you're right because I did see him that later on that Edinburgh. He never mentioned it. Wow. He didn't mention it for a different reason. I didn't mention it. <laughs> I, I, I just thought, you know what? I'll hold on to that. I'll, go, I'll be in a podcast one day and I'll really sort of let rip it in front of an innocent man and let Josh handle it. Absolutely. And let me just speculate on who it is. I, I, I could not live like that. I couldn't live. I couldn't go somewhere with no mm. idea how I'm going to get back. Do you know what I mean? It's meant, it's absolutely insane. But how do you go to Edinburgh the next day? Like, it's not just you can meander back. You have to get somewhere. You're, tr- you're on your way to somewhere. Yeah. It's oh. so special. Um, so, okay. So, there yeah. you go. Just did not sort of playing in your mind. No, it doesn't surprise me, actually. Yeah. Right, well, yeah. Well, actually, to be honest, anybody I've told that to has gone, that makes sense. And I have since gigged with him, and every time I've made sure I've got the story in my head of where I'm going back to, that I'm going yeah. somewhere else. I think I, because I did last of the gig with him in Exeter, and I know someone who lives there. 
So I had a name, I could visualise a house. I just pretended I was going straight back there after. I'd, I did a gig with him once and he kind of, it's down country lanes and he, he'd walked from somewhere and he was like t- toe to knee covered in mud. And he oh my. I was like, you shouldn't have, <laughs> you shouldn't have taken this, man. <laughs> the planes, trains and automobiles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like, do you know what I mean? It's not like, it's not the, the challenge economy isn't to get around everywhere. It's, you've got to go like, it's not like an endurance travel thing. <laughs> tough mother with a gig at the end. <laughs> you make tough mothers hard. <laughs> yeah. Try doing it at junglers at the end. <laughs> right. Josh, there's been a knock at the door. It's first guest of the evening. It's the alive guest. So who's at the yeah. door? We've got Ben Shepherd. <laughs> I was going to right. say Sir Ben Shepherd, but I don't think I don't think he's knighted yet. Yet, optimistic, but we'll, we never know. We never know. Um, is well, he even an OBE or MBE? Um, I, I don't think he is, but he's. I would put money on him at least getting to MBE status. Yeah. By which year? Am I supposed to tell you why I've invited him along? I've, I, to be honest, with, with yeah, because usually someone could someone could name you know share and we'll go. I understand. So this one more than any, I think needs an explanation. I think Ben Shepherd, mate, for my money, is one of the most versatile <laughs> broadcasters slash game show host slash. Look, one minute, do you mean you could turn the TV on in the morning, right? And he's this is all in one day. You've turned the TV on in the morning, he's like berating a politician on Good Morning Britain. Go off, come back about half three, he's hosting a game show, Life and Soul of the Party. Come back at 7:30, he's playing central midfield in soccer aid, Mark and Clarence Sadoff at the game. Why wouldn't I invite him to a dinner party? And also. In my head, I didn't know, realise that it was like this. In my head, he was hosting as well. He's hosting the dinner party. I'm not sure. Yeah, fine. Put that pressure on him. That's because he could handle it, and you know he could. He can handle it. You know I mean, I've got these celebrities coming around. I'm, I don't want the pressure of cooking and all that stuff. He, he will, he will deal with that. He'll take it in his stride, mate. I'll, I'll give you a little anecdote to prove that he could actually. I have you met him? No, mate. I'd love to meet him. I was wondering. Look. I, I did good. I was on Good Morning Britain and it was, t- we were talking about dancing and uh, I was on with one of the pussycat dolls. I forgot about this until recently somebody brought it up to me on another podcast I was on and I forgot it had happened and I must have sounded insane. And he, we were talking about dancing and he talked about the fact he did drama at university and he did con- contemporary dance. So his final piece was him his dance was him making a stir fry. This was his dance piece. But while he's telling that story, I didn't realize we were still on air. So I'm just sort of staring at him thinking he was just having like a casual chat with me. So I'm just sort of listening, going like offering absolutely nothing to this story. Like (laughs) like I'm sat at home just watching on the sofa while he tells me how he cooked a stir fry as part of his, I think it was his university degree. Mate, he's unbelievable, isn't he? And he did celebrity boxing as well and beat Lamar. On, on points. <laughs> <laughs> but it was... <laughs> so I guess you could say it was 50-50. That's a little Lamar <laughs> reference for you there. Yeah, I think people will go for that. But I think um, 
Yeah, he's he's great, man. He's so versatile. I think he'd, um, he's also, because he's interviewed so many people, I think he'd have a lot of kind of third yeah. anecdotes. Because you can't, you can only invite three people. So yeah. why not invite somebody that's met a lot of people? Yeah, it's such a good point because I've spoken to people on here who have, have talked about the, the choices. In fact, we had uh, Julian Dean on here who chose Barack Obama. And he was like, I know it's an obvious choice. And, and then I've discussed it with other people, people like um, Bob Dylan, who you just know actually would just be miserable. Yeah. He's not going to be the life of the party. And that's what you want. You want to have a good time. And he's if, who hasn't he met? If you've invited Bob Dylan, do you want him turning up with or without guitar? I would say you want him turning... Oh. See, ultimately, that's because that's what you want him for. Because yeah. he's, I, I can't imagine he's like uh, got anecdote after anecdote that he's willing to share. It could get quite heavy, couldn't it? This, but this is what I mean. And I think Ben, as we'll come on to this, he will <laughs> supplement and he'll be able to steer different personalities and different people. And I think he's... Um, He's very giving up. He'll set, he'll tee people up for an anecdote or he'll, oh, yeah. Someone's getting worked up, not to worry, we'll go to, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and if not, he'll take the reins. Yeah. And he's just, um, yeah, got a lot of, lot of time for Ben Shepherd. It's, it's actually, it's a funny choice, but it's a good choice. And Paul McCaffrey went for Bradley Walsh. Similar. Yes. Yeah. He just, a guy's going to turn up, he's going to wear a suit, he's going he's gonna to make an effort. Yeah, he's but at the same time he's taking his shoes off as soon as he gets he ain't. <laughs> Although he is hosting actually, so he but he's oh. he would take you know he is like I don't know why I hate that so much. I I would never I would never dream of wearing trainers or shoes around my own house. But going somewhere else, going to a party when there is people you haven't met yet, there's something about meeting people without your shoes on. You feel so vulnerable. Yeah, you do. You do. And also there's that there's that thing of because I've got a few pairs of shoes I can slip off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that, that thing of, should I take my shoes off? And then they've got a watch you kind of awkwardly kind of worm out of the brogue. <laughs> and is there any, any worse, worse exit than you being down on one knee, just sort of tying yeah. your shoelaces as you leave? I, I've done it before where I've, like, I've just forced my foot in. They can see my foot's not in properly, and I'm not saying my goodbyes. <laughs> on the back of it. The back of the shoes like folded down. Like, are you sure? You're like, yeah, yeah, thanks so much. I would, I would happily turn up if they've got that clear plastic sheeting down all over the floor. Not going to mention it. Fine, I can spill my drink. They, they, somebody should bring something up. You know, like a swimming pool when you can pull something out and it covers the pool. Yeah, that in homes. They're just. <laughs> Just above the skirt on, on a big just, roll. <laughs> just bring that out. Oh, and then it, it'll cl it clips to the four corners of the room. Mm. Clip, clip, clip. There you go. That's in. Coffee table. Just and even if it's got holes in, so it, the coffee table just goes through it. It's got the whole purposely there for a coffee table and the sofa. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, I, it's the worst thing if you're under the dinner table and your foot touches someone's foot. If you're in a shoe, oh. cool. but if it's it's too, it's that's too much, foot, isn't it? That's, no, it's. <laughs> That's a boundary talk. Unless it's Ben Shepherd, in which case he probably just knows exactly how to handle it. Yeah, he'd have an anecdote ready to go. Or the <laughs> main is, yeah, top guy. And having said all this, he's got, he's barely got a personality. <laughs> has he? Do you know what I mean? As skilled as he is, he's so such an empty vessel and so neutral and so vanilla. That's why, that's why he compliments everything. Like he's, <laughs> what, he's, a, what, he's, a shepherd, like, he's, he's probably a very boring guy, you know. 
he is like squeaky clean. Mm, yeah, he 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 could be. He's got like a a Christian vibe about him, isn't he? As well. Yeah, I mean, if Scientologists got him, no one's going to be surprised. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a he's perfect for me, and obviously he's here first <laughs> as well. Obviously, he's turned up first as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. He actually offered the other two a lift as well. <laughs> <laughs> so he's driven do you reckon he doesn't drink he, he'd have I think he'd have a glass of wine with his meal and he'd just he'd just switch to a, a tap water after that yeah and you wouldn't even know at the end of the night he hasn't drank you'd be like oh you're not drinking like, no I'm, he doesn't come and make a thing I'm not drinking no thank you he's just casual he, he's picking up the bottle and he's happily pouring it for everyone else so he doesn't, he doesn't have to do that oh no I'm fine thanks put the hand over the glass you just don't notice he hasn't even topped himself up exactly Exactly. It's a lovely choice. There we go, mate. It's been another knock at the door. Second guest of the evening. If I know it'd be up and down or not, I wouldn't have bothered putting this thing on. It's getting a bit annoyed. Uh, uh, can I get a minute? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm with Ben. You can, <laughs> you can put the door, leave the door ajar if you want. If you wanted just to wander in, you can leave a note and just go, we're in the kitchen. And then yeah. if you want, so you're in the kitchen, you can hear someone sort of footsteps, the pitter-patter. So is this someone's my dead, coming along. Is this this is dead a dead guest, dead guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he'd let himself in anyway. I've gone for Jack Charlton. I watched a documentary about, well, did you watch Finding Jack Charlton on a BBC? No, my, my dad recommended it to me last Sunday and I haven't got around to watching it yet, which is inexcusable because it's now Friday. I apologise. Just a I, big... I, I assume it helped, really helped to... Uh, to um, it helped. Why can't I think of the word? It helped with your choice. <laughs> That's it. If we did on this podcast next week, it probably would have been somebody from Line of Duty instead. But <laughs> that's that's. You know, when someone says, "What's your favourite film?" It's always just the last film I've watched. <laughs> um, but he's such a such a big personality. You know, so many stories, and I think he'd kind of. He'd hold court. He's got opinions. He's done so much. He's from... What I like about him, he's from a, a working-class mining background, but he's travelled the world and met all these people and been himself all the way through. Yeah, and yeah. Energetically himself. And he might, he might piss someone off at some point, but we kind of forgive him because that's how he, he lives. Yeah, right. Okay. And did he then? Was was did he sometimes rob people up the wrong way? Yeah, so that was the thing. So Jack obviously Jack and Bobby Charlton are brothers, and I think Bobby was kind of really talented and quite meek and a bit shy. Mm. Whereas Jack was not particularly talented, but worked very hard and was ah. kind of um you know, quite abrasive and had opinions and he wasn't like he wasn't like an FA guy. Right. Um, and that's why he was snubbed by England. He, he applied for the England manager job and he mm. didn't get a response. And then he managed the Republic of Ireland oh. and got them the most successful Ireland in their history. Yeah, yeah. By taken on by the Irish people then and kind of loved over there. And cool, yeah. Because had, do you know how, it, did they report about how it went down at the start when he took the job? They did, yeah, they did. Negative? Very negative, yeah. Very negative, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to put it mildly. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they approached him and said, would, would you do it? And he's, he's, yeah. 
And then um, he basically got a load of Scottish and English players in. Oh, did he? Who, who had like Irish grandparents. Right. And he, he kind of spun it politically where he said, you know, we, we are, we're united. You know, we, we're, their grandparents are from here. Mm. It's their heritage. And that's kind of, and when they got a bit of success, they were a bit like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, good point, so- actually. That's how <laughs> I thought of it like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, because I always remember, I remember seeing him there, you know, hold, holding on to his his his, his cap mm. with a white sort of baggy like short sleeved shirt. He loved a bit of that. Yeah, wasn't a trendy man. That's what I like about him as well. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of these big strong English characters, look, they're not bothered about how they look. They're not no. bothered if they're too loud and say the wrong thing, but. The good-hearted, like he could say something, he he could quite conceivably get cancelled in this day and age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people, or he he could say something which would get other people cancelled. But you think he is a good guy, actually. He doesn't. He is open-minded. I didn't know this till watching documentary, but he makes notes on everything, and it's it's all it's all notes to himself about self-improvement. So you could be having a chat with him and he'll go, just be making a little note. I don't know if he'd do it in Portland, but he'd be like... Um, That'd be mind games, wouldn't it? Yeah. What, you right something... huh? <laughs> No, no, nothing, nothing. Is it about me? Go no, no. <laughs> look at it then. Can I just... Give me an ear! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he's kind of like... Uh... Committed to improving, and, and I quite I just think he's a good guy. I just think, and he's obviously a World Cup winner. And yeah, I, yeah. I like, that he, I like that he isn't naturally gifted, but has achieved great success. That's that's what I want. But also, those people are always a lot more talented than people give them credit for. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, when, when there's an underdog story, mm. it, yes, they've overcome the odds, but also they've probably been underestimated initially. Hard, harder, harder journey. Yeah, because or yeah, people just don't realize how good they're, they're much better than people realize. I think it can sometimes work the other way against it. You know, if someone's someone like David Beckham, he he sort of had it sort of almost in two ways. Because David Beckham, he was so famous, so mm-hmm. famous, and so big. I think whenever people went to see him play, they must have thought he was going to be Superman. But actually, sometimes when you watch him, he was as good as. His off, his sort of, uh, his sort of off pitch fame was anyway. I saw yeah. him. I was there in two thousand and one, England v Greece, when he scored that free kick to put us to the World Cup. Wow, yeah. And it was watching him. He was everywhere. I mean, we had Nick Barmby at right back, so he sort of had to be. But he yeah. was doing everyone's job. He was phenomenal. I was thinking, yeah. he is actually as. But some people now go, mm, he was. Was he as good as sort of the whole sort of thing around him? And I'll go, yeah. He was absolutely incredible. And completely unique as a player. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I am... Um, everybody, when I was at playing football as a kid, everybody wanted number seven. Everybody wanted to be Beckham. And everybody kept yeah. trying to whip balls in. Like, like, oh, to, like, my God. Like, yeah. Six-year-olds and like, whipping balls in. He was close to being my uh, live choice, but I thought I kind of kind of two footballers. Oh, uh, right, yeah. Oh, through with Ben Shepherd. Well, yeah, exactly. If a game does break out, we'll probably get <laughs> up. You're a footballer as well. Well, there we go. Me, I'd have Jack Charlie managing, 
me and Ben Shepherd kind of just everywhere. Because <laughs> let, let me for the for the listener, Josh. I, I don't I don't know the, the the exact sort of league it is, but you play for England. Yeah, I, so I play for England partially sorted football team. We play futsal, which is the indoor version of the game. Uh, and I've played so since my sight deteriorated. I've played for maybe I've played in three World Cups basically. Um, I was for three years, so we, we get them a bit regularly. Um, right, and it's oh mate, what a what a dream! It's amazing. It's it's ridiculous. So do you, do you play also play for a club or? Is- yeah, I play for Birmingham Futsal, which is just like um. So, 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 so you've made the England club. team in the same way that they would that anyone who plays for England in what in what would be considered like the, the regular. What I don't know. What do they call it? What's the right word? It's just it's just men's right. senior. We just call it men, men's senior team. So the men's senior team. You've been yeah. the same way. You play for a club, and you've yeah. made the England team as well. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So there's obviously a smaller pool of players because and it's a bit different because everybody comes from different backgrounds. So there's lads that mm. have um, we've had like professional players that have. Uh, had a bang to the head. One guy who had an acid attack and he lost a sight in one eye and he plays. Oh my God. There's lads that have had it since birth. Because um, it's just something that can, ha- can happen, you know. So everybody yeah, yeah. A bit. And um, everybody plays like, so I'll play like, like, nobody else in my team can see like me. Everybody else sees perfectly, you know. Um, and then they just kind of hear about you and then you go and, I, yeah, so I've been, been involved for like 10 years and it's, it's, it's great, man. It's so, Wow, so big commitment, obviously, because it's you know you got to be you got to be an athlete on top of everything else. So it's um, <laughs> yeah, it's great, man. It's it's ridiculous. So what position do you play? So I'm a I'm a bit of a Jack Charlton, mate. Really, <laughs> I'm a bit of a bit of a stopper who's always fit, understands everything. Yeah, he gives everything. I'm not. I'm by by no means the most talented player, but you kind of I. I if you type in futsal on YouTube, you'd see that what the game is, and everybody's kind of everywhere. Do you know what I mean? There's no right. set positions because it's only it's it's five versus five on an indoor court. Yeah, yeah. It's it's big in other countries, like you know, like in Spain and Brazil and Portugal. There. It sounds Brazilian, the name or Portuguese. I think, I, guess. I think it's from Uruguay actually. I think the Uruguay. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. But it's very big on the, the continent. So, but also the Baltic countries and kind of Eastern Europe are really good at it as well, weirdly. Oh, right. So do you travel yeah. then when you when you play? Yeah, we, I've been to Japan. I've been to Argentina. Blimey. Tur- wow. Turkey, Turkey always hosts, yeah. And it's, um, but years ago, it's got a lot more fairer in the last uh, few years. When I first started, there was a lot of, a lot of cheating. Oh, so these used to be Belarus, who they I think they were undefeated for like 15 years, Belarus. And because it's a communist country, but if you're an athlete in that country, you get a better standard of living. Mm. So you'd get kind of people who were pretending that they couldn't see very well. No. And I, I remember the first time I played them, because you get classified at the, at the start of every tournament, you go in and have your eyes checked by a kind of specialist and the kind of, the main, the kind of verify that you've got these problems. And they were kind of getting guided in the country. I thought, these lads, oh. these lads can't see anything. The game's kicked off. They're kind of hitting it left the pitch, bringing it on the chest. I thought, oh. Like Daredevil, oh. just pretending they can just feel it. Just... Yes. Yeah, like a bat. Yeah. Um, That's incredible. And um, I was getting tested another time. This is in Argentina. And the doctors stormed in, really, with um, 
like an assistant or whatever was pointing at my eye saying that is what he is saying he's got. Some people pretend they don't know where the chair is. Like people really playing. But then you see them playing, or you see them, you see them in reception in the hotel, and they're on the phones, and they're, like, they're on the phone like that, like from miles away. Like you could never, you would never be able to do that if you. Yeah. And who who do you support in football? I'm a complete neutral, mate. I'm not really bothered. Oh really? Oh okay. I, I, I like it. I like football. Like I like music. Like I like to watch what's good. You know. Different genres. Yeah. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Right. There's another, sorry, there's some more footsteps coming towards the sort of kitchen area where you, Ben, and Jack are hanging out. Mm. It's your your third guest of the evening. Um, Yeah. It's your fictional guest. So who's uh, who's turned up? I've chosen a uh, Polly Gray from Peaky Blinders. Um, as you just heard, Josh has chosen as his fictional guest uh, Polly Gray, who is played by Helen McQuarrie, who, uh, as I'm sure you know, passed away a few days ago. Now, I just wanted to say that Josh and I recorded this podcast on Friday afternoon, about an hour before the news broke that Helen McQuarrie had passed away. So we, of course, had absolutely no idea. Um, so we just wanted to let you know in case you were wondering why we didn't mention it. Um, it's so nice, obviously, that Josh chose her and purely just from being a fan. Um, as we discussed, she was brilliant. And we talk about the fact that we want to go back and rewatch it because she was, of course, fantastic. Um, so as always with this podcast, the conversation sort of spirals off into hundred other directions anyway. Um, but as the character uh, was chosen rather than the actor, that's why we sort of uh, didn't delve too much into her career. Um, but hopefully it's sort of fitting. And again, it's lovely he chose her. And hopefully um, I'll get to talk about her more with another guest sometime soon. Right. Lovely choice. Great choice. Yeah, I think so. I think she's... Um, she plays that... She's a mother first. Yeah, yeah. She, she put, she's all about the family, but even within that, her own son comes first. I think she's very, very, lo- I think she's very loyal, very interesting. Used to, around, used to being around strong characters, like myself, Ben and Jack, so I think she's... <laughs> Think she'd cope with it well. She'd hold her own. Oh, she, she in fact she'd probably probably thrives off it. Yeah, I think I think she really and I think she'd um 
I think she. Ta- I think her and Jack have obviously got an Irish. There's an Irish yeah. There. Um, I just think she's a just think she's a great character. Do you think that she would find Ben a bit wet behind the ears? Yeah, I think she'd slap him about, and that. I think he'd let her. I think if Ben thought that's what she needed, he'd let her. Yeah, and she'd need a lift home because she would. She loves a drink. She loves a drink. Yeah, she she'd be on the uh, the wine and the whiskey. I think. I think her and Jack had gotten great. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I, I, yeah, I, I'm going to go back and um, watch all the Peaky Blinders again. That's one of them things I think. Mm. It, it looks so good, doesn't it? Even if you know the story, it, it looks so good. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Killian Murphy's amazing. Everybody mm-hmm. is so good in it. It looks cool. It sounds cool. They've got yeah. the music just right. It's sort of been... A, it's been taken on, hasn't it? So it's got this weird sort of culture around it now um, where yeah. the, there's these sort of... Is, is, like a, is it like a Peaky Blinders festival? There's a festival. There's a bar in Birmingham. Right. There's people, um, I mean, it doesn't even have to be at a festival. People will, blokes will just dress like that to go to someone's wedding if they, if they want to. <laughs> they can't wait. When they yeah. when that wedding invite comes through, now there's sort of, there's men of a, of a certain type, I'd say, that will love it. Pocket yeah. watch, flat cap. And I love it. You see them turning up for like a, an August wedding and you're just thinking you're going to be, you're underestimating how hot <laughs> that, that outfit is. And it's just, um, I, I, it's, she's like pretty, you know, she's Midlands, not just logistics there, but it's, um, <laughs> and also she, I think she'd be quite, uh, you know, she's also coming from an era, isn't she? She's in, she's isn't just coming from Birmingham, now yeah. in the thirties. Yeah, yeah. And what, what sort of, from what sort of series would you most like her to come? What are we on now? Series five? Yes, it was five. Um, what, what do you reckon was the best? I, I don't know. Well, the first, the first two are really good, and then, I, I, then because there's, there's elements of Peaky Blinders that are true, isn't there? Like Oswald Mosley was mm. that's all pretty close to reality, isn't it? And close to yeah, the, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I, I like it towards the end. She kind of um, she becomes a bit estranged, doesn't she? What's the start of the series? There's a one start when they're all about to be uh, hanged and the call just gets made in time. Is that the start of series four, maybe? It might be, yeah. They're kind of, they're literally lined up, aren't they? It's a real, t- and she really, her her acting, the character going through that of having just, just escaped from it. Mm. It's so well handled. Yeah. And, and she will do whatever she needs to do to survive or to... And I think her and Jack would really, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The sort of the work they've had to put in to yeah, get to where not, they are. Yeah, they're not afraid to do the, the dirty stuff either. Yeah, know? yeah. So, and I think because of that, those kind of people can really party. Yeah, yeah. Let their hair down. And you just kind of got benches going around with like a, a cloth and coasters, like trying to get trying to get a coaster. Can I just? Can I just put... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I think she'd feel safe there that she knows there's no chance of anything anything happening. She's not under attack. This isn't going to be some sort of setup. No, from some no. sort of rival gang luring. No, yeah, absolutely. I think she's just yeah. I think she thinks she's a great great character, man. Yeah, it's, it's um, Helen Helen McCrory. Yeah. Um, was she not in any of the Harry Potters? 
Looks like she should have been. Yeah, that's such a good feeling, isn't it? When you you see somebody and you're like, I recognise them, and then you can get what they've been in something else. That's a great little feeling, that is. Yeah, feel like you've sort of paid attention. Yeah, and it, especially if they're, they're done up a little bit differently. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did that recently. I spotted the guy. Do you watch Succession? No. Oh, so I spotted a character, just quite a minor character from that in something, and he was it was he was now in a comedy. So it was so far from what I was watching. And yeah, I made this yeah, point, yeah. it was him. Oh, just I sort watched, of like... Um, you, you ever seen Papillon? No. It's a film about um, a prison in French Guyana. And the guy that plays Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody is one of the prisoners. <laughs> is that Ravi Malik? Yeah, no, that's, no, that's him. That's the guy. Amazing. Yeah, Especially, very different. And I'm watching Rolled. it. I'm watching Band of Brothers as well. Never watched it. Oh, it's fantastic. And it's like the American paratroopers. Yeah. Simon Pegg is like just one of the infantry. Like, That's oh, really? Pegg. Yeah. What sort of, what year is that then? Band of Brothers, is that sort of early probably, 2000s, wasn't it? Yeah, probably maybe 15, 20 years ago. Tom Hanks and Spielberg. Is, Doing it. Right, yeah. And is it David Schwimmer, was in it? David Schwimmer's one of the main guys, yeah. Right, wow. Stephen Graham is in it, doing a terrible... Oh, I love Stephen Graham. Oh, oh was he? I don't think he lives far from me, Stephen Graham. No? He, no, he, he's in it. Um, and there's loads. There'll be loads more as well. We now have quickfire rounds. Okay. Which is, I just asked you a couple of questions, get the vibe of what a dinner party would be like with you. Right. Okay. And Jack, Polly and Ben. Mm. Beer or wine? Beer. Whiskey or gin? Um, whiskey. Meat or vegan? Meat. I'm not going to serve Jack Charlton a vegan meal. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I think even Polly would have a tough time. Yeah, I think so. Starter or dessert? Mm, starter yeah are you, I'm just, just going to check are you the same as me when it comes to dessert I would much rather grab a chocolate bar on the way home I'm happy with a chocolate bar on the way home I'm also happy with a, a yoghurt oh yeah I'm happy with let your dinner go down hot mm. drink and then some chocolate yes please yeah cup of tea mm-hmm. yeah I don't, uh, when it comes to when it comes to yoghurt what sort of thing are we talking I like those Muller Corners the strawberry cheesecake ones the little uh, little balls I'm talking kind of, um, I'm not talking specialist. I'm not talking your Rolo, your, your, your Flake. I'm not talking that. I'm talking just your simple fruit palate cleanser. Oh, uh, okay. Right. And it's got a little bit of that sort of the actual fruit bit at the bottom. At the bottom. I'm talking your activities, yeah, activities, <laughs> activities, you know, your, your good bacteria. Everything to sort of just help with the, uh, with the digestion. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like on the active advert, like it's a body and just arrows pointing down <laughs> like, towards the bowel. Just so you know, this yogurt is going to go downwards. <laughs> <laughs> arrows in red pointing towards the bowel. You're thinking, I'm not sure how much we're hitting that. <laughs> <laughs> Music or games? Uh, music. But I don't want anyone playing a full song. I want people playing half a song and then someone else jumping in. Yes! Make things better. Lovely. Culture or politics? 
Um, with this group of people, I'm saying politics. Oh, what do we reckon? Let's do the three of them, whether they're going, who they're voting for. Um, everyone's Labour, apart from Ben Shepherd, who's Tory. <laughs> but we don't, but yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's perfect. Yeah, I think that's about yeah. right. Great shout. Signature dish. Uh, is this something I've got to produce? Yeah, unless Ben's doing the cooking, he could do a stir fry. Um, we know that for so- a fact. <laughs> um, I'd probably go like um, homemade pizza. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good shout. Mm, just Night, but make a variety pieces. as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't want everyone leaning across, getting the fingers and everything. Pretty right, well, okay. Te- text me ahead of time what you want. <laughs> <laughs> right, we now have the little bit where I go through and say who I predicted uh, for you. Okay. That's who I thought you would choose. Right. I'll be honest, fell at the first hurdle because earlier one asked which team you supported and it turns out you were neutral. For some reason, I thought you were a United fan. Okay, my, um, my granddad's a big United fan, actually. He'd uh, love this. Yeah. Uh, I, went for, I went for Alex Ferguson. Mate, you're not... That's not bad, though. We've got Jack Charlton and we've spoken about... That's not, yeah. You're in the right ballpark there. Yeah, lovely. I'll take that. That's a great shout. Second, uh, second one for, for for dead. Someone, someone I went with. Uh, again, we we're talking earlier about people being influenced by these people. It's sort of otherworldly, but uh, for you, I went for uh, Prince. Okay, I like this. It. Is this is because uh, of a interview that you did a couple of years ago before the Fringe, where you said you like the way he's sort of creativeness constantly changed, and you think that's what you should be sort of always changing. Yeah, I like Prince. I'm exactly right. He's not. Um, he's not afraid to do something shit <laughs> in pursuit of something which could have been great. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't use it as your opening gambit, but yeah, he's not playing it safe, though, is he, Prince? No, no, definitely not. And it's a brave thing to do. It doesn't always. Sometimes it's a stupid thing to do. <laughs> Sometimes, can we play it safe? Do you know what I mean? Like, can we stop, like, put the candles down? Do you know what I mean? Let's... <laughs> now, fictional was very tough. Did get a mention earlier. Um, I went for, for well, actually, my first choice, I should say, I was going to go for Marty McFly. I imagine you'd been a big fan of the films. Ended up going for David Brent. Okay, yeah, I'd let, I'd let Brent do. And a similar, in fact, funnily enough, I went for David Brent and uh, one other person's gone for David Brent, which is Paul McCaffrey. And he, and he went from Bradley Walsh. So actually it was a similar sort of vibe of wanting just these sort of characters. Yeah. He, he would love that he'd been chosen. So he's really going to perform. Brent, I think Brent is an amazing character. And it's, it's hard to imagine a world without David Brent. It's... I, I do wonder what comedy would be now. It is, yeah. is it's everywhere. That sort it's of what, footprint whatever, is everywhere in comedy. Yeah, well, and whatever you think to Ricky Gervais, whatever he that has changed the get. Like, the, the, watch the first two series of where uh, people just do nothing the other day, which is brilliant. Yeah, MC Grinder is literally David Brent. 
Yeah, it's, 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 it was, it'd be nothing. I don't know how they would do it. I don't know who they'd be acting as. Maybe Alan Partridge. I just don't know where people would have lent, lent towards. Have you ever watched um, Operation Good Guys? No. It's a BBC series pre The Office about oh. um, the follow police force around. And the main guy is like Brent, but without any of the Brentisms. Oh. I'll make a note of this. It's well worth I've got something mate. to research after this. Operation it is, Good it is, Guys. It is really good. It, it just isn't as good as The Office. It's, it is, it's basically The Office. But oh, least, wow. It's, it's great. Yeah, it is great. Who was in it? Anybody that we now know? There would be, yeah, but I can't think of the names. Yeah. yeah. But you love spotting them in another thing. Yeah, David Seaman is actually in it. What? In, in one of the David Seaman cameos in the first episode. <laughs> they do like an operation where um, because they, this is pre-office. David Seaman was still playing. He was still playing. Yeah, so he was. They had to take out a target, the contract target, which they abbreviated as C man, the letter C and then man. Right, and the classic come and gets misinterpreted, and David Seaman gets bundled into the back of a van. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really good. It's, it is good. That's amazing. I'll check it out. Operation Good Guys. Love it. There's How loads funny. of series. Probably about six series of it. Right. Uh, often people have said the toughest part of the podcast. I actually usually think quite an easy decision is uh, we now have to pick one of your choices to go through to the ultimate dinner party. Mm. Now, we have Ben Shepherd. Well, he's there already. No, 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 no. Sorry, these are oh, your choices. But... <laughs> I thought you were listening who's already at the ultimate dinner party. But we've got the likes of... Um, it rain, It ranges um, from... Uh, we've got Joanna Lumley. Prince is already there, actually. Oh, that's all right, then. So, it's, it's, yeah. So we've got, we've got quite a few going on. I can't, I can't even think of everybody. But for anyone listening, go back for a listen to the other episodes. If you haven't already, I'm not saying go back and send them to me, but you can enjoy the other episodes without me spoiling the ending. So we have, sorry, Ben Shepard, mm-hmm. Jack Charlton, Polygraph, of course. It's a tough choice. Actually is. I mean, I know who mm-hmm. I'm leading towards. Do I get to leading. choose this? You, we sort of go through it together, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, he's not the biggest character, but in terms of... So when England pick a World Cup squad, you can't you can't pick all your strikers and you can't pick all you're not necessarily picking your twenty two most talented players. Mm. Sometimes you need somebody that could do a variety of jobs, and I, I think <laughs> I think Ben Shepherd, you could throw him in there. He's not going to be overawed, and he's just going to facilitate. He's just going to be he's just going to be a facilitator. I really believe. Do you know what? Bradley Walsh didn't make it through. We went with David Brent. I remember that one. So there, there is certainly a vacancy for somebody to sort of hold court. Because Joanna Lumley can do that, but after a couple of wines, she's out. You know, she's she's not going to be able to sort of monitor anybody. If anybody we needs, if anything, we need somebody and, to sort of keep an eye on her. And also we need a platform, because I'm quite interested to what Joanna Lumley's got to say. I'm actually not interested in what Ben Shepard's got to say at all. <laughs> But he's like a he's like a connecting piece of you ever played connects as a kid? Yeah, yeah. He's like he's not like a great piece. He connects lots of other pieces. Do, do you know what? Because because Josh, because you will be there. 
at this dinner party. Everyone who comes oh, on the right. podcast is also invited. It does mean we already have an English international footballer yeah. in our presence. We also have Ben Shepherd, who has proudly worn the England shirt many times. Number four, I'm going to give you Ben Shepherd. Oh, mate, I'm delighted with that. He'll be, he'll be buzz, he'll be so happy with that as well. It, it, it's one of the few uh, choices that could easily, very realistically, happen. <laughs> yeah, I think he'd be really pleased with that, Jake, as well. If he could, get, you know, I think he'd be really pleased with that. Yeah, not make his day that good. <laughs> right, mate. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Jake, mate. That was great, mate. Great, great idea for a podcast as well. So that was Josh. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, do check Josh out. Uh, I'm sure he's got stuff all over YouTube and he's on Twitter. And he does. Oh, he also does, by the way, amazing videos on Instagram. So check those out. And um, I hope you agreed with the choice. Maybe in hindsight, we would have gone another way had we known. But um, I'm sure that uh, either Helen McCrory or the character will come up again. And then I'll rectify that. Thanks for listening. Please feel free to review or share the podcast. And as always, I will be back again next week. Bye. All children to be taken into our own institutions. You have no say in where the children... If I come for you, and I still might yet decide to come for you, I will wear high heels so you can hear my approach on the cobblestones and have time to repent. You listen for my footsteps. 